0: Man, we're 12 days away from Christmas. Do you know how you're gonna lead your family closer to Christ with all the distractions of money and presents and lights and candy and movies and all these things? If you are wanting to lead your family well, the 12 days leading up to Christmas, hang on, this podcast episode is for you. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you, because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10, and I'm Jim Ramos, your host and guide for this show, leading you to become the best version of yourself in that stress bubble of life and beyond. Thank you for being a part of Spotify's number one podcast for Christian men. We've been uploading a series of videos helping men lead their family well at Christmas, and I thought, you know, we've got thousands of people on TikTok and thousands of people on Instagram, but we need to bring these teaching moments to you guys on our podcast. So what I've done is we've got this episode called the 12 days of Christmas, and I'm giving you 12 things that you can do, 12 just ideas. All these are ideas that you can do to lead your family closer to Jesus at Christmas. Let's just jump on into this, guys. So let's start with the 12th day of Christmas. The 12th day of Christmas is this. I want you to answer this question. What am I doing to lead my family closer to Jesus this Christmas season? So if you just ask that question, that puts you miles ahead of many, many other men who refuse or fail to or even care about asking that question. So ask the question, what are you going to do? And if you have an answer, man, stick around because this number 11 is for you. So day 11 of Christmas is this. Look at that nativity scene In your living room or go into Walmart or go somewhere that has a nativity scene and look at that nativity scene with your kids and ask your kids this question what is wrong with this nativity scene and you can pull out Matthew chapter 2 verses 1 through 9 you can pull pull out Luke chapter 2 and whether you're in a store or whether in your living room or whether you are driving by someone's yard and they've got a nativity scene ask them to identify what is wrong with the nativity scene here's the first thing you may notice Almost every nativity scene I've ever seen has uh, three kings, three wise men, three magi, three something, and they have three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So the first thing I want to share share with you is the Bible never says that there are three wise men. It only says there were three gifts. For these wise men to travel from, let's say, Persia all the way to Jerusalem, where Jesus was at the time, for them to do that... Would have taken months and months and months. There were probably many, many camels and many uh, people to make this journey. So, and the other thing is this: they didn't show up at the birth of Jesus. Matthew chapter two says they showed up when he was a child. So they prob might have seen the star uh, when he was born, but they followed and they followed it for uh, months and months until they came to Jesus. In fact, so long in fact that he was a child at the time. Okay, number 10 is this. So in Luke chapter 3, verse 36, we see the lineage of Jesus uh, after his birth. And it says that he is in the line of Noah's son, Shem. So Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And Shem in Hebrew means dusky, so dark. So Jesus was dark. He was a man of color. Mary and Joseph... Were dark. They were people of color. So when you look at the manger scene, if you see this cute little white couple with the baby, you know that's that's a one off. That's a um, uh, Western uh, view of the nativity, and it's a great teaching point for your kids, right? So number nine is this. This is something that we've done in the years past, and this is really fun. This is so fun for your kids to do to teach your children to be giving at Christmas to represent Jesus who came as a gift to us. We like to go to a restaurant. And we like to introduce ourselves to the waitress and, and uh, order uh, a, a meal as a family. And then at the end of the night, we like to tip the waitress $100. Or not $100, 100% tip. So if the bill's uh, you know $95, we tip her $95. And we just love to watch the look on her face or his face when they see they've been given a 100% tip. Man, that is... Or if you have three kids, do three 100% tips in three different places. It's just a great way, again, a great teachable lesson for your kids. Number eight is this is, a, this is a simple, simple thing, and we did, we've done this every year since the kids were little, and now as, as adults, my still, children still do this. We read the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2. It started off my wife and I reading it to my kids, and then my kids and us would read it together, and then my children would all read it, and we would listen, and now they're reading it to their family, so it's a pretty cool thing. Number seven is this attend a Christmas Eve service. This year, Christmas falls on the 25th. So you can attend a Christmas Eve service, or you can attend a Christmas morning service, or you can attend both. But it's a great opportunity to tell the children or the, your children that Jesus is the most important figure at Christmas. So, number six is this find a, a, a less fortunate people group and serve them. We've done things like making up gift bags and walking down the streets and passing them out to the homeless or the people who are downtrodden. It's pretty easy in most cities and small-town rural America to find a place where people dwell that are uh, down on their luck. And so it's a great opportunity for you to step out of your comfort zone, pull your resources together, and bless people who are in need at Christmas time. Number five, the fifth day of Christmas is this. Every year we get dozens of Christmas cards, and what we did when our kids were in the home is we would have our breakfast every morning, we would have breakfast together as a family, and we would pray for one of those Christmas cards every morning leading up to Christmas. So if you mailed us a Christmas card, you know that one day uh, during the week leading up to or even after Christmas, we would be praying for you by name. So the fourth day of Christmas is this. Ask your children, again, this is an event, you're at the family dinner table or family breakfast table or you're together as a family, just take time and ask, or you can even do this at Christmas before you open presents. Ask your children, ask your family members, ask them what they will do to be a gift to someone else and let them answer that and let them really process, well, how can I be a gift to somebody else And, and what should I do to be that gift? The third day of Christmas is this and this one's really fun. Grab a candy cane, you're gonna have them laying around and and walk through the candy cane and what it represents. You know, the candy cane dates back to six legend legend has it that the candy cane dates back to sixteen seventy. You know, Explain what the why the candy cane is white. Explain why there's one real big big red stripe that wraps around the cane represents the blood of Jesus. Uh, explain to them why there are three smaller um, red lines that wrap around the cane that represents the Trinity. Explain to them why there's a shepherd's why there's a J in it obviously that represents Jesus and it also represents the shepherd staff that Jesus is our great shepherd. Great teachable moment. So on the second day of Christmas, now guys, I know we're going opposite the song but the second day so you've gone 12 11 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 2 the second day of christmas is this look at that christmas tree in your in your living room in your house all the lights all the ornaments the star on top the tree just process with your children what that tree represents you know the bible says that jesus was hung on a tree right uh, deuteronomy tells us cursed is anyone who is hung on a tree you know that that tree is a prophetic statement of the baby Jesus would one day be hung on that tree. What does that star represent? What do all the de- decorations? What do all the ornaments represent? You know that 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 Jesus is glorified, right? And and to to decorate something is to glorify it, right? You take your that little tree, you go out in the woods, you chop it down, you drag it through the. The, the snow or the mud you throw it on your car you strap it down you know you're, it's bleeding out right You get at the house you plop it in a big thing of water and you glorify it you decorate this thing that is dying and so you know this is what we do for Jesus. we you know God glorified him and we want to glorify Jesus at Christmas time. And then the f- number one, the first day of Christmas is simply this. It's a great opportunity to get with your children, drive around town, look at all the Christmas lights, and then ask them, why are lights so important? What is it about Christmas lights that are so important at Christmas? You know, in Luke chapter 2, verse 9, when the angels visited the shepherds, uh, it said that the glory of the Lord shone all around. And so the lights represent this glory of God. And so anyway... There are 12 days of Christmas for you. Maybe eight of them work for you. Maybe seven work for you. Maybe you do all 12. But I hope that you, as the man, lead your family well well at Christmas. Guys, hey, if you got time today, head on over to our website, manlarena.org, grab a free copy of my book, Tell Them What Great Fathers Tell Their Sons and Daughters. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out and be a man.